Hey, what is going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the Searchcast, Season Three, Episode Eleven, presented by Primal X Hockey and DraftKings, and we are a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Zach Martin. I'm Bailey Curtis. I'm Cat Hunter. And if you're on the YouTube version, whenever this gets dropped, you see we have a special guest here at the bottom. But uh, if everyone's been on social media, you know that we got a very special guest tonight. He's coming back for his third appearance on the show. We are very excited to have him on. I think around this time last year, me and Bailey had him on for like the rookie camp and tournament that was going on in Raleigh. Now it's in Florida. We are very excited to have the one and only Walt Ruff joining mm-hmm. us again. Walt, how are you doing tonight? Um, well, y'all, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I feel a little bit out of the loop, though. I'm a huge over-the-ear headphones proponent, and as I see that all three of you have them, I'm like, <laughs> throwing mine on, of course. But uh, all jokes aside, it's uh, it's great to be back with y'all again and and get talking some hockey. Yeah, yeah. no, of course. Yeah, it's it's just great to having you on for a third time. We've had it, it's always a good time having you on. It's always a lot of fun and stuff like that. And the good thing about the, tonight's episode, this is actually episode ninety of the podcast so we're getting every we're only 10 away from 100 but walt coming on for the big 9-0 so we're definitely happy so also though happy belated birthday welcome to the 30 club man <laughs> thank you thank you very much appreciate it i'm i'm certainly getting older but i guess my question back to y'all is have you started discussing what you are doing for 100 i mean that's a big deal it is. We have uh, not, I, I just found out we were 10 away. I'll be honest. I, <laughs> I, Zach keeps up with it. I mean, I'll help plan it, but I was like, ooh, good news. All right. The two of us are just kind of here, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Big role reversal. I'm putting y'all on the spot early tonight. <laughs> Whoa. Um, no, as of right now, we don't have anything really planned. I think we're going to try to, when we get to around like 95, I think we're going to try to get something. You know, Zach, this more. is where you say we can't discuss that right now. <laughs> this is where you say, hey, we can't disclose that information. We've got something big planned. That's when you make your... Maybe it's my way of doing it. Thank you very much. <laughs> maybe maybe that uh, DM you got the other day, maybe that'll plan, pan out for the... Ooh. Maybe so. Maybe That's, so. A tease. That's a tease. Good job, Kat. <laughs> hey, d- depending on when depending on when his availability is just don't say anything else that's just. it that's it that's it um, yeah i don't want to get any, anybody in trouble here just wanted to get the wheels spinning that's <laughs> i appreciate the help with the promo exactly this is <laughs> this is how you do the job ladies and gentlemen <laughs> the man the man himself taking us to school on how to get the teases going <laughs> It's all about uh, promo building, right? Someone, someone's got to do it. <laughs> hey, someone's got to do it. But uh, yeah, so t- so tonight's episode, we are going to talk about um, the rookie showcase is going to be down in Florida here next week. Um, so luckily, we got Walt to talk to us about that tonight, and then we actually got some fan questions. So just like your mailbag, Walt. Just more questions to ask you. You're turning so. it around, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that though. I do, I do, I do. Yeah, and we do actually do have a mailbag question, but before we get to that, so we all know that the rookie, they're calling it what the Southeast Rookie Showcase, whatever it is down there in Florida. Um, and the rosters aren't officially out yet, but we're all assuming that all the big names and all that for the in terms of you know, the prospects and all them are going to be there outside of our European guys. The million um, defensemen that we've signed recently. <laughs> Well, luckily it's all for preseason, not for the rookie <laughs> showcase down in Florida. But um, so, but Waltz, like, what are the like 
the names you're kind of looking forward to seeing on the ice down there at the showcase? Yeah, I think the big one for me is Vasily Ponomarev. Um, obviously, as you said, rosters are not officially out yet, but it feels somewhat safe that we can expect to see him there. I, maybe I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm leading us astray right off the bat on question number one. But um, just which, by the way, I should preface in saying rosters will be out probably either later this week or early next week, depending on when this show drops. But it won't be much longer, obviously, with games starting in a little over a week as well. It'll be three games in four days down there in Estero, Florida, uh, the coldest ice hockey rink I've ever been in in my now nine seasons of hockey. I, I'm hoping it's not as cold this time around. But um, Ponomarev is the name to watch for me just because of how rapidly he adjusted to the North American game last year. I mean, you could see even at the big clubs training camp last year that, okay, this kid can really play. Like he probably was not on the radar to be on the bubble, if you will, um, to potentially make the team out of camp last year, but he didn't hurt himself in any way, shape or form. But of course, when you start to look at what lies ahead of him for the big club, it, it, it's going to be potentially a difficult path, but he's a very talented and a very skilled player. Um, he's been back in Raleigh training since, I believe, either the end of July or early August. So oh, very wow. dedicated. He wants a spot. Um, we'll see what happens. And he's, of course, a big name to keep an eye on because if he doesn't make the big club, where will he be playing this year? That's a right. million-dollar question. So, um I'm just very eager to see him playing again. And I think that Kings fans should be really excited and what they have there. I mean, he was only one injury away from making his NHL debut during the playoffs last year. And, you know, I was going to use the phrase dangerously close. And I only word it that way because you don't want to throw an up and coming prospect into the fire under those circumstances. But um, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing him play with a cane sweater on again. Yeah, for sure. Because we saw with uh, McEachern last year, he just, you know, no one really thought he was going to do anything. He comes in and gets some points early on. Unfortunately, now he's in St. Louis, but. I thought he was going to do things. I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> we all, we all. I called that, Zach. <laughs> yeah, no, you did. Um, so, of course, you know, our, our first round draft pick, Nadu, is going to be there. Obviously, his brother is going to be there, too. Like, I'm really curious to see how they're going to play together because we all know what they did um, in juniors. They both got 100 points each. Like, have you, like, from what you've seen, how is how are the Nadu brothers kind of looking on the ice and just their skill set early on, just for the time so, you have seen them so far? I don't think we'll actually see them next week. Um, it's a lot okay. of um, college kids are already at the schools uh, getting ready okay. for their respective college seasons. So this is more of the major junior route. It would be great if we could see them there, but um, it right. seems like the development camp is going to be – the biggest taste we get of them and probably until um, this time next season, of course, unless some crazy circumstances occur, but yeah, there won't be too, too many NCAA kids at this tournament. Um, a lot of That's major fair. junior kids, there will be about half a dozen non-drafted roster invitees there that mm-hmm. will be announced in the coming days too. I believe the Saskatoon blades early spilled the beans on one of them today, but good for them for getting their news out. Um, but yeah, it's uh, of those two, they were very impressive to watch at development camp, of course, with Bradley being the first round pick and Josh being the invitee. And maybe there's something there. We'll see how the next couple of seasons progress um, at the University of Maine, where they'll be playing for 
presumably at least the next year or two. Um, I loved watching Bradley play. He was a very dynamic player, especially in the scrimmage um, at development camp. And then his brother Josh kind of showed out on his own with his shootout move at development camp. Before <laughs> the, uh, Alexander Texier fire poker move, which was pretty darn cool to watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, big big names to to keep an eye on in the future for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. So, are you going to be heading down to Florida, or are you mostly just staying up here? Uh, no, in, I will be. I will be in Florida. Um, I'm very okay. grateful for that, and that's. I'm glad about that because sometimes, in a situation like this, you're not sure of the stability of a stream. It's in an ECHL building, um, and God love the ECHL. I worked in that league, but of course technical difficulties do happen. We saw that um, for those who remember during last year's preseason during the game in Florida, I believe the stream didn't start until like (laughs) the end of the second period. So that's just what I feel when I say that, you know, things will go awry. And so, um, yes, I'm very grateful that I will be there in person and um, first business trip of many between hopefully now and the end of June coming next week. I know, hopefully, gonna, right? <laughs> are you going to bring a Stadium Series scarf with you uh, to keep warm in that really cold building? <laughs> I am absolutely pulling out all the stops because I was in that building. It was November of 2016 when I was working with Norfolk. And it was the coldest I've ever been in my life. I don't know how else to describe it. And this was before I was into hot coffee. Like, I, I was okay with iced coffee. I mean, I was... 23 years old at the time like just young wall right and i remember i was so cold that i got a hot chocolate after every intermission and there was one it was either during the second or the third period i couldn't take it anymore like during a media stoppage i bolted the concession stand i was like i gotta get something to warm up like i'm talking to just, like the disgusting type of stuff like your nose is running and you feel it and you just can't oh, have time tissue like Anyway, I'll spare you the, the TMI details, but yes, Ursuline uh, <laughs> and Estero, Florida. Here I come next week. You, 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 you got all the Florida Everblades, and they're just ever existing of ice. Yeah. Hey, they're a wagon, though. They're a consistent, good team in the ECHL, right? Yeah, trust me, as a guy who's covering the Swamp Rabbits, we have to see those guys a lot and just being like, okay, yeah, cool. Back to back champs. Why not, right? How <laughs> <Yeah>. nice. How <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, speak, well, speaking of Norfolk, I do want to get your uh, thoughts on this. So we all – the affiliate news has been kind of absolutely insane this offseason because then you see – and then, you know, the Chicago Wolves are no longer with us, and then you see Norfolk's going to with the Jets, and then, like, the day after we record, we're like, okay, there's no affiliates. What are we going to do? And news comes out, and it's like, <laughs> great, perfect timing. Our, it's like the podcast is already, like, just – it is what it is, but like, so what are your thoughts though, just on the whole situation with Norfolk? Like they are with the Jets, but they're also with the Canes. So I just wanted to see what you thought about that whole situation. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good thing. It's the relationship with Norfolk is still very good. I tried to, I don't want to say muddy the waters intentionally as best as I could in the short little piece I wrote for the website, but there's 28 ECHL teams. There's 32 NHL teams. Not everyone can have a one-to-one affiliate. Um, I have to be honest. I'm not familiar with what Winnipeg's stance was last year in the ECHL. Maybe they just didn't have an affiliate. Maybe they were. They, yeah, they didn't have one last year. So, and they wanted one and they got one. So kudos to them. Um, Again, the ECHL just wants to stay away from dual affiliates from, teams being 
stacked with multiple prospects from multiple different teams, but in a way that's kind of what this is. I think we'll mm. see um, several players with Norfolk this season because of not having uh, an AHL affiliate. There are guys who had there been an AHL affiliate, maybe would have been able to play third, fourth line depth minutes there on that roster. But now they're going to have a good opportunity to play on what should be a very good Norfolk team. So um, I'm excited for Norfolk. I'm excited for the city of Norfolk. That town deserves some good hockey. I know they've struggled the past couple of years, really, since they dropped down from the AHL, but I'm very happy for them. And um, again, they should be a good team. And I know that Blake Murray is the only player that's played there the last two years. And I believe Jack LaFontaine might have gotten mm-hmm. in a game with them. But um, yeah, it, it's good news for both the Canes and the Admirals for sure. Yeah, no. Now, 100%. speaking of the AHL affiliate, or I guess lack thereof for the Canes, um, do we have any idea as to how the loans are going to work with these guys who are looking to, you know, play hockey at the le- that level? Um, where which teams are going to kind of be involved in that loaning process, or what that kind of looks like? So this is where it being a relationship-based industry really comes into play. Um, Don Waddell is a veteran, right? He's been in the, in the front office role for a very, very long time. He's got good relationships with just about everybody around the league. And so if you'll remember, even back on his July 1 free agency press conference, when he was asked about the goaltending situation with both Ronta and Anderson being back, the question became, what's going on with Coach Ekhoff? And he said, I already have a place for him to play. So for the here and now, it's a bit of behind the scenes, excuse me, workings of hey, I have player X. Are you in the market for a potential starting number one goalie at the AHL level this year? And of course, that's Pyotr Kochekov. So should he need to go to the American Hockey League? Don's already got a place lined up for him. And I'm sure they've had the same conversations with players, just for example, like Vasily Ponomarev. If you're an American Hockey League team, yeah, you probably do want somebody that talented that could be on the cusp of making an NHL roster. So it's really going to come down to what the best situation is for these players and what they need in their development and what NHL organization is going to be willing to offer to give that to them, despite not having a formal partnership with Carolina. Okay. Yeah. It's, 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 been, it's very interesting how that all worked out. Cause I don't think we've seen a independent AHL team since like what the mid nineties, I believe. Yeah. I think it was 1994. Yeah, so it's definitely maybe gonna make things maybe because it's not successful. But um, <laughs> anyway, I feel like wow, top row. I feel like the I feel like sorry, going back to the Norfolk. I feel like that wasn't like that news of us kind of sharing them. I don't feel I don't feel like it would have been as big of news if we still had our AHL. It was just because we don't have our AHL that it was like, wait a minute, what do we have? <laughs> yeah, you're spot on, Kat. And I tried to quell everyone's worries too. Like it's not this is not a substitute for an AHL affiliate. We are not sending Vasily Panamara to the ECHL this season. Um it's just <laughs> as I said, guys that maybe would have rounded out an AHL lineup will now be getting top line minutes or theoretically top minutes in the ECHL. And so it really is nothing but a good thing. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. So Bailey, can I do you have any other questions before we start going to the fan questions? Go for it. No, All right. Go ahead. All right, so we thank you. To, first off, thank you to everyone who actually did send us the questions in. Uh, a lot of good ones, honestly. And we're gonna right off the rip have this one coming from uh, Eric uh, underscore K eight. 
What is something you would like to see added to PNC Arena with the renovations? I was thinking about this earlier as I was – I like to do a little bit of mental preparation before I come on here just so that way I'm giving <laughs> you all my best efforts He was here. stalking through the questions. He was I, like, I, I wrote that like, one down. He, he did. He did, yeah. And admittedly, I was on the treadmill about like two, three hours ago, and I was like, what do I want to see? And um, The first thing that came to mind, I'll mention second, but from a fan-facing perspective, I'd love to see more food options. Um I love food who doesn't, right? And in thinking back, I mean, for a 12 year span in my life, like I didn't eat meat. So in going to PNC Arena, especially when I started with the Canes, I was like, where am I supposed to get food? Now I know we got Happy Inhale last season. And I know that's a step forward for folks in that regard, maybe kind of. Um, But I'd love to see more options too. Not just specifically like veg, vegan, stuff like that. I don't even know. I always joke in saying I'd love to start my own business or like business cart just for like specialty coffees at PNC Arena. I don't, Ooh. can you get one at PNC Arena? I know that most people are there to enjoy their storm brews and such, but you got to think hey, not for those 2 a.m. games, that might be helpful. <laughs> think about it. So I if mean, anybody wants to get in on a business plan with me, we'll have to have conversations in our episode <laughs> this time next year. But um, yeah, I'm, I am yeah. surprised we don't have any sort of like, we don't have any sort of Starbucks or Dunkin' or anything like that. So I'm surprised we don't have anything. Right. It kind of makes sense. So, um, and, and maybe we do. Admittedly, I am not walking the 300 level every game, but I don't think we do. So um, anyways, just steps forward in the food department. I know that there are some more announcements coming, teaser, um, in <laughs> terms of new food locations opening up. I think those will probably be announced either later this month or early next month, which should go over very well. But um, I just think that the more options, the better, right? And then the second thing, what I would like to see, uh, stable Wi-Fi in the press box. But I'm not going <laughs> to on that. That's I mean, I'll have, I mean, that's I'll fair. Have it's fair. Table Wi-Fi through the whole thing. I mean, it doesn't yeah. have to stop at the press box. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Great point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes it sometimes it works in there okay, but sometimes not. I would say though, trying to get Wi-Fi even just for the stadium series that was brutal. Nothing I'm it started. Game. It started to work for me like halfway through the first period. Sometimes it's where... stronger. Sometimes it's better if you go off the Wi-Fi and you're just like, I'm taking. My I will time. say no, though, I wasn't, even, I wasn't even on Wi-Fi. I wasn't even on Wi-Fi. It just wouldn't work. Period. There was no good service in that game. So I will but. say, Wi-Fi not working in arenas is not a problem. PNC owns though. Right. Right. So right. <laughs> this I is something that know, needs to I be not, fixed around. Not, not I feel like I've every college people. game I've gone to. Football, anything like it, just so many people, it's always a struggle. So, yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of re- renovations, well, I do have a question for you. So, how, like, so obviously the news came out like once the renovations are done, the Hurricanes are going to get another all star game and another outdoor game. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Just knowing that we're going to get two more big events coming to Raleigh within the next like decade. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I mean, what a massive announcement that was earlier this summer, right? With yeah, getting the lease deal done and what's coming around the arena. I mean, we all love PNC arena, right? But it's only going to make the experience better to develop that area and really make it something. And everybody, of course, everybody's going to be mad at something right off the rip. Right. And everybody's like, Oh, they're taking away our tailgating. You'll nope, be fine. That's, I know yeah. the Caniacs know how to tailgate. Like you're going <laughs> to yeah, find your space. Well, it's not like, it's, it's not like they're moving us. Like we, they kind of said, we can't, 
really move it to downtown. So we're kind of expanding it where it is. So you get more amenities because a lot of places are located more in the center of their cities. So I still think we'll still have room to tailgate. It'll be fine. We're not, we're not in the city, so we'll still have room. They're yeah. just going to expand a few other things. Yeah. I will say though, them adding a few of the kind of recreational food-based, whatever assets that they might be to PNC. I'm almost kind of worried about that taking away from like concession type, I don't know, experiences. Maybe, maybe that's what people go somewhat, what some people go to games for. I know I'm one of those people, but at the same time, I don't know. It's just an, it's an interesting piece of news. I thought. For sure. For sure. There's a lot, and especially with the, um, the apartments going in there too. Like there's a lot of, it's really going to glow up the whole area, I think. So that was great. And then, yeah, Zach, like you said, I mean, to have that announcement of not only another outdoor game, but also an all-star game, especially less than a year after the first marquee event. I mean, to me, that says two things that the league was very happy with how the stadium series went. And that they also sense that there's a massive appetite for more events of that nature. So now again, it's within three years and five years respectively of the construction being complete. So we are ways away. And I know opposing teams, fan bases, we're all, you know, how are they getting two games in five years? Like, I think as you alluded to, it's probably closer to the 10 year mark, Um, but it's, it's great news all around because it shows that, you know, the league has taken notice of that appetite. Yeah, for sure. So I have to ask you, so were you actually at the stadium series? And if you were, like, what was that experience like for you? Because I know for us, we were all, it was electric. But like, I don't think we go through one episode without talking about the stadium series. No. <laughs> how can you not? I'm sorry. Yeah. How could you not? Like, first ever outdoor game. And we were, I mean, and they won. So, I mean, it's it's perfect. But it's That like, much more yeah. electric. Exactly. For a lot of reasons, it was a day that we'll never forget, right? Uh you don't get to do something like that all that often in your lifetime. You know, we're all hockey fans and we all love what we do. But at the end of the day, that's just something that is so far out of our control. The four of us specifically that, you know, it takes all these thousands of people to put on and you get to experience it. And it truly is something that sticks with you for a very long time. Um, Yes, I was at the game. Um, I, to start, I'm sorry. That's like asking if Trip or Mike read the game. Come on, Zach. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a long day. It's been a long week. Just by the way, there's a really big game. Walt, were you there? <laughs> <laughs> I would don't know if I would still be with the organization if I was coming that one from home. I'll say that if there wasn't a seat for me, I don't think we'd be having this conversation right now. Um, oh my but gosh! It actually was a very good question because I can give some insight now on the hindsight of it. Um, I started the game up in the press box and that was probably the worst part for me because you're up in the press box way up top soundproof glass. Oh, yeah. We're like oh. looking down, like you know, you see this light show going on. Like, of honestly, with their speakers on the ground too, we really couldn't hear anything either. So, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. The the, yeah, the NHL didn't use the stadium speakers; they'll try to use their own, and it's like this isn't it, right? And so, imagine that behind soundproof glass too. Like, oh I couldn't hear gosh. anything, and it was 
we almost started to feel a bit dejected up there because it didn't feel like we were a part of the experience, you know, like you want it, like we could hear like kind of the crowd, like roaring as the guys are walking out from the tunnel. You got the fire coming out behind them, like the definition of an electric thing going on. And we're all sitting there like we're in a library. And so it's like, this kind of stinks. Um, But I did use a get out card because Thankfully, and I got to give a shout out to Adam Gold for this one. Um, he invited me to come do the second intermission with him on radio. Just go talk about the game so far for the first 40 minutes. Um, and he was set up right along the glass. And so second intermission, and it took probably like 10 minutes to get down there. And of course, you got to show your credential to 18,000 people that you're legit allowed to be down there. Um I just stayed and sat with them for the third period. So I was right along the glass and it was perfect because the game was kind of out of reach at that point. And like, you know, it's not like I had to be worried about cutting gifs all the time. I think it was a four nothing game or a four one game after two periods. And so it was like something like that. I think. Yeah. I didn't really have to worry too much. I got to be down amongst the people, but I will tell you that if I'm still here for the next stadium series game, I'm not setting foot in that press box. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care how, much I have the bundle be sitting at ice level. I'm not sitting in a library while we got 59,000 people out there going bananas. No way. I'm out yeah. on that. So. Yeah, I, that's crazy. I couldn't even imagine like trying to watch NC State games and, and just nothing for like for an entire year. That's just... It was weird. I mean, I guess if you're doing that every Saturday I was for say, yeah. a couple months, maybe that would be nice Like because you do get to hear yourself and you get to focus, which is – sometimes a difficult task when we're in PNC arena, but that's also kind of fun. Like you can't even hear yourself thinking after a big goal, you're just trying to type and pray you don't make any typos or mistakes. And it's like, I want that. I want that. Typos are part of the job. Yeah, exactly. Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, you want to be a part of the environment. Right, for sure, and then that and that's what you want because like we all sign up. We're all hockey fans for a reason. We love the noise. Like that's what you're there for. You're there for the experience, not for the smooth like calm ambiance like come on we're, exactly. we're, we're there you're, we're there, there, to get you're there for your apple watch to tell you that it's at a bad <laughs> decibel that your hearing might be damaged yeah. <laughs> i guess that's what it's separates, worth it it's i guess that's what it. separates media between sports too because i don't think anybody in media could handle that kind of setting so i i was even i remember pregame like looking down as to like if there was a sec or like i knew there wasn't gonna be we were sold out right but i was like if there's an empty seat i see somewhere down there like i might just go take my laptop and sit in like section 300 or whatever because i couldn't <laughs> not hearing anything that was terrible but so. yeah it, yeah for all yeah because we were all there it was just it, how loud it was even before the game and just you know all the goals and stuff Definitely. so so were you able to go hit the tailgate at all, or is it just like mainly just go from PNC straight to the Carter Finley, or were you actually able to get some food? No, I, I was able to walk around. That was probably the most I've walked around pregame, um, which was very cool because, of course, like we said, you only get to do that once, right? right. And um, I tried to get to PNC Arena by like 2 p.m., and thank goodness I left as early as I did because traffic was – obviously the number one thing we would like to do over on if we ever, yeah, when we do get the opportunity. Um, yeah. Whoever, whoever, whoever's, whoever decided that don't, why two o'clock open it at nine. You're good to go. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. There, there will be changes for next time around. And I think oh, I'm gosh. probably best served leaving it at that. But um, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's just like when we sold out the tickets and they were like, wow, you sold those out really fast. And then we Twice. had a really big deal. They're like, <laughs> Wow, look at how much they want to get in before two o'clock. And it's like, well, maybe 
you live and you learn. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I think they, they took some lessons from the first one, but <laughs> kudos to the Kaniacs for showing them that. Um, yeah. But sorry, we're, what were we about to get oh, into? Uh, <laughs> the, tailgating. We were able oh, to get Oh, yeah. Tailgating. Uh, yeah. We I got to, to walk around and see like, the pregame concert and got to go visit a couple friends who, because you know, everybody was there, right? It felt like literally everybody was there. Um, so it was great to get to meet some people. And then we had the walk in to Carter Finley and then the pregame press conference. So it, uh, it did go by very, very quickly, but I'm glad that I was able to see what I was able to see, uh, on that day for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. All right. So next question, this one comes from computer and coin and her question is very, very interesting. I'm really curious to see your, uh, how, what your answer will be for this one. What are some of his, his, you know, favorite tools, hardware, apps, old-fashioned pen and paper, etc., that you use for your content creation? This he guy. This he guy. <laughs> Who he, his, and what now? <laughs> First of all, I want to give a shout-out to Computer and Coin because her videos were some of my favorite things from all of last season. They're um, so great. They're so I watched great. almost every single one. I know a lot of people on our staff watched almost every single one. It was one of those moments where – enjoying her fandom um was a, a nice reminder to kind of like you know these are who we do it for and it right. really meant a lot to us so shout out to to her for making them um i wish i had a better answer for her question because i'm probably more boring than uh she thinks i am but <laughs> stop <laughs> <I> it sir <laughs> i'm very digital in the sense of um I don't admittedly use pen and paper all that often. Um, I'm trying to think of situations where like, for example, at morning skate, when I'm trying to get the lines, I'm just typing that right on in Twitter. And I do use Twitter drafts a lot because there are a lot of occasions where, especially where information is pertinent, I will craft stuff ahead of time. Like for example, back during the playoffs game one against the Islanders, nobody knew who was going to start in goal. Right. And that's one of those bits of information that I do try and get out the minute the team touches the ice. So rest assured, almost every game when you see a starting goalie tweet for me, I have two set up. It's always yep. I've got a Rance and I've got a Freddie. Because um, you know you're going to be ass. You're going to be ass no matter what. <laughs> hey, Walt, who's in net? And now Wait, sometimes you might have three. You might have Freddie, you might have Ronto or oh, Piotr. You're just like, here we go. Exactly. <laughs> Talking about having a draft set up. You just need like a constant, like, I will let you know when I know kind of thing. <laughs> Either that or I need to start using AI to craft the tweets for me. But um, I'm oh. just start that. copy and pasting, like, please refer to previous tweet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, that is truly the appetite for that information as quick as it is, um, is part of what makes it fun too so I, I definitely enjoy that and um obviously a bulk of what i do is through x if you will now and writing for the team website which i don't know if y'all noticed but i want to give a shout out to jess from our digital team our website overwent a huge haul today um it was done by the league the league migrated from a previous previous platform excuse me to a new one so everyone go check out the new version of the website but a lot of that stuff is done in the back end by her. So I want to give her credit for that. And um, yeah, that, uh, I don't know if that was as thrilling of an answer as she was hoping for, but that's my answer. Yeah, you, <clears throat> to her create following up on her to, I think I know some more what she wants to know is, do you use uh, besides 
Twitter? Do you use any other certain like creating at like Canva, any other creation apps for things that you like need to create like on the fly? Or is it mostly just you on Twitter? Twitter and relying on marketing and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 yeah I think, and I'm trying to rewire my brain to say X now, but everyone knows what it is, right? No, we yeah. just say Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of do. Yeah. We're, we say both sometimes. So yeah. It's, yeah. A lot Which of it is just X. Um, there are some other projects coming very soon that have been in the works for a very long time that um, will be announced very shortly. Ooh. But um, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to trying to articulate that as as clean. Is it fun? Is it fun projects like the new app? Um, or smaller in size. No, it's uh, way, way to put him on the spot. He's like, he's like, 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 I'm like I'm how do I answer this? The king of teas. Don't, don't, guys, leave him alone. No, no. How do I answer this question? That was a, a great investigative question. Or no, um, give everyone credit that was involved with the app. That thankfully was not one of my projects, but um, I think we'll see more in a in a media space coming this season. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, big shout out to Dan because we had we had uh we had him on and he was telling us about the app. We're like, wait, there's an app. And it's like, ooh, look at this. We knew so, it was yeah. in beta stages. We just didn't know it was yeah, we... to the masses yet, which is right, nice. exactly. The beta. Yes, Cat. <laughs> really we nice. all know. We all know you were the, <laughs> one of the lucky few. So, gosh, rub it in. Man. But I got it at the end of the season, so it's. I've been like just dying for the new season, like to start because I'm like I want to experience that instead of going through the NHL app all the time. So, yeah, we don't we don't talk about the NHL app. <laughs> all right, so this one comes from Howie, and you know he had to ask this question. Well, your who's bestie, your, Walt. <laughs> who's your, who's your favorite outlaw mean group, and why is it the Fancy Duck Boys? I feel like a bad friend for not knowing that the Fancy Duck Boys were actually like a cult name because when I saw it, I was, like, I was like, what in the world are we talking about here? But I do love my man, Howie. Shout out to him. Um, he's one of my favorites on X, obviously. I just think that like for all of the folks that give a hard time, like Howie always is there to balance it out. He's always positive. He's always having fun. And I love that about him. So um, my favorite, I mean, yeah, that's, it's right there within, within the question itself, the fancy duck boys. Can I get it? I, my question for Howie in return is, can I get a fancy duck boys t-shirt? Oh God, here we go. I want to be a brand ambassador for fancy, fancy duck boys. Oh my God. I'm gonna I, tell I, you right now. I feel like if you get a shirt from them, it's gonna have holes in it, and it's gonna be interesting. Uh, so be careful is, what you ask This is where Moose's creative touch comes in. Yeah. No, no, this, this, this is where you don't. This is this is where you just let Jules come up with the designs. Howie throws in a T-shirt, and Alex and Moose just do what they do and just <laughs> create chaos. Yep. But, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. I, Hey, you know it's it's good, Walt. It's really good that you're on their good side. We'll just we'll say that. <laughs> I oh, agree. I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, trust me. I've been on the receiving end for most of the summer, and I'm glad I'm not there anymore. <laughs> you, you you accidentally sent out a tweet without proofreading, and mm-hmm. uh, I'll get you. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, no, it, yeah, that was, it was an experience, let me tell you. All right, so this one comes from uh, Morgan. This is X Kane's 23X. Uh, how receptive have the players been to the mailbag articles? And is it difficult to find people slash players to do it? And then she goes, I've really enjoyed them, but do wonder if a lot of, I guess, however she write it, entitled in doing them. So um, Entailed. Entailed, sorry. I don't like it's yeah. entitled. Entailed, gosh. <laughs> Sorry, there is, I, I will say before kind of getting into this, there is one player that comes to mind who I envision to be like, no, thanks. <laughs> There's a, I'm sorry. We all envision the one player. Yes. That, wait, <laughs> Walt, can you, if, if you're thinking of one player that might not be a super fan of doing it or media in general, who, who comes to mind for you? I, I got to defer to Bailey on this one. She's the one who said we have one one person, so well, you can't no, put me in the spot. No, so it's, Bailey, it's, who, it's, who, it's like who? a little, like, kind of, I guess, cultish thing on Twitter to assume Tavo's kind of the mm. odd duckling out of this kind of thing when it comes to any kind of media appearance. He not saying he's not good at media, just, just saying he so never looks like he wants to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I think, um, Poor thing. Yeah, we we try and be cognizant of of who enjoys doing it, and who doesn't, and uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I will say he is on the list of uh, to kind of get into the question. One of the hardest things now is, and we're only in year three. I know Michael Smith had tweet mail, and um, but the edict I was given for the mailbags over the last couple of years has been well. The first year was all me, which. Thank goodness that's over with. I know nobody wanted to hear from me every single week. But last year, I actually enjoyed the setup of a rotation of myself, a current player, alumni. Um, and I found that to be a nice touch for the 25th anniversary season. It is a corporate sponsored element, which is why we do it as much as we do. Um, moving into the 24-25 season, if I'm fortunate enough to still be here, that is something that I think we'll look to alter the timing on because it is difficult to keep the guests fresh i'll say that um because by the end of this season we'll probably be most of the way through the roster um i don't and- know there's a lot of new defensemen <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point that's a good point um the guys are the guys never give me a hard time about it i think they give each other a hard time about it it's one of those like kangaroo court type things like they see me go in and ask somebody, hey, can we do a Q&A later like this the, week? Ooh, yeah, I yeah. think they probably have to put some money on the board for that one. But um, <laughs> everybody gets their turn. So I'm not, you know, I, I guess, like I said earlier, I know which players maybe wouldn't enjoy doing it as much as others. So, you know, I uh, try and respect their boundaries. But um yeah, I, I enjoy it because it's a great way. I love the like off the wall questions, like especially when you're doing media availabilities just about every single day from September through June. And a lot of the questions almost kind of run together. And, you know, we know Rod by now. We know a lot of the guys by now. We kind of know what the answers are going to be to things. So that's why I love like, and forgive me, I think her name's Coco. She asks almost every time I do it, what would a guy be doing if they weren't be playing in the NHL. I love that sort of stuff because to me, that's how you learn more about the guys. You know, we all know they're phenomenal hockey players. We know the type of players they are by now. We know who they play with. We know, you know, who are their best friends on the team, but like, I want to learn more about them as people because I do think that 
I like to be a big proponent in the space of these guys are human beings too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and we in the era of social media kind of tend to lose our way with that sometimes. But for example, the one we got to do with Auntie Ronta last week, he said he legitimately thinks he might get into podcasting when he's done playing. And so that That was yes you know that kind of gets my gears going right it's like well is this something that maybe we need to capitalize on and of course you have to respect his thoughts on you know no if he doesn't want to do it now right he's that's just a thought for after his playing days are over but it's cool to learn stuff like that about guys and um you know stefan nason was another one too like he's a very super good dude um but very business first like in the locker room type of dude and Um, when getting to sit down with him and learning about his childhood and, you know, how he was born in Texas, but still got into the OHL draft and stuff like that. Like, that's what I really enjoy learning. So, um, mailbags are are a good way to do that. And I'm grateful that everyone asks the questions they do for them. Right. Well, I have to ask you, so like, what were, what were your favorite ones so far? Like, like certain player, a current alumni. If you can answer it. Yeah. (laughs) Without getting flack from the guys. Oh yeah. No, no, I'm not worried about them. Um, (laughs) He's like, ah, they're just, they're just guys. They're just, no, I mean, I think one of the first ones that come to mind, I really enjoyed Cam Ward's, which we did the day of his hall of fame or day before his hall of fame game last year. I enjoyed Um, it too. Trust <laughs> yeah, getting to learn more, especially since I was not here. And admittedly, of course, I wasn't born in the area, so I wasn't born and raised a huge Canes fan. Like I know about Cam Ward's legacy here in Raleigh, but to be able to sit down with him and you know hear his, you know the the sincerity in his voice and his emotions, um, which of course I'm sure it was a very emotional day and emotional week for him, but to hear him express his thoughts and kind of take that trip down memory lane. Um, that's probably the first one that comes to mind for me. That was a super cool opportunity. And I'm, I'm thankful that um, he allowed us to do it. And in turn now, you know, now he's oftentimes over at WCC skating with some of the guys and, you know, I get to see him and say hello. And so um, very, very thankful that we were able to make that one happen. Have you, have you tried his wine yet? Cause I, I've, heard it's been pretty good but i i I haven't been able to try yet so i'm curious have you tried his wine no i'm not i i would love to but uh hopefully by the time we do this next year we'll have a a more determined answer for that one hey hey you're here uh, you heard it here walt's gonna be here for next (laughs) for season four yeah before the horse on that one (laughs) (laughs) um okay so this one came from don miles um When's the earliest that Nikisha can play for the Canes? I feel bad for Matt Someone when he was doing Canes prospects because he got this question almost every day. So we'll get well, out of the way. Your turn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. What's what's the more common question about when Nikisha can come play with us or what's the starting goalie? Like it's it's kind of a toss-up. <laughs> both uh both would be on the, the Walt Ruff FAQ page for sure. Um but <laughs> somebody make that looking, happen. Yeah. We're looking forward to 2025 for Mr. Nikishin. Um, I just want to be able to see him play in Raleigh for the folks that have done a really nice job in both finding him in the third round of the draft and the folks, you know, like assistant general manager, Darren York comes to mind for me. He's obviously leads the draft for the team and is the guy who keeps 
tabs on all of these players who are in this case, thousands of miles away. Um, I, I would love for Darren's sake to see Alexander Nikishin in a Carolina hurricane sweater. And hopefully for the 2025, 2026 season, I believe we could see that happen. I mean, unfortunately, I don't know how much there's left for him to accomplish in the KHL. I mean, he was already defenseman of the year last year. He's 21 years of age. Like he's, he, he's ready. He could be in the lineup tomorrow for this Carolina hurricanes club. So now um, I hope we all get to see that happen. Uh, as we know, I believe it was daily Faceoff earlier this summer, put together a list of like the top 10 players not playing in the K or the NHL right now. And he's already on that list. I think he was like number three already too. So yeah, I think um, so, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to, to see him in Raleigh, no matter when it is, whether I'm here, whether we're all here or not, I just hope for, for the good people here that it does happen. Now, as yeah, far sure. as I know, seeing him on an NHL roster and seeing him within like a development camp, training camp setting or two completely different questions. What would potential seeing him in like a training camp or dev camp kind of setting look like now? That's that, that's, that's yeah. Uh, Cause I, I listened to, I forget who it was. I think it was like, I think it was Steve Dangle's podcast. They said like, once you're under contract, like you can't do anything with the other yeah. league. Like, yeah. like you're, str- you're strictly NHL or KHL. You can't, I think you can't break it. You can't break your contract period and you can't do any of that stuff. Yeah. It's, that's it's what we're good. seeing with a huge situation with the flyers and Ivan mm-hmm. Fedotov right now and that whole situation. So I wish, yeah. I wish we can get a taste of, you know, him at a development camp or a training camp, but I think uh, the clock continues to tick until 2025. Yeah. Lovely. I, think, right. yeah, yeah I, think, I think even uh, Mika Mishkov too, for the flyers yeah. is, is another one as well. So unfortunately we have to wait a little bit longer. Um, last question from the fans. This is from ZL29. Who is who is your new cane that the fans are going to fall in love with this season? I know you I, I saw, on this one. Yeah. So, I mean, I got to go with my boy Michael Bunting on this one. Okay. Um, Good for choice. those Good choice. unfamiliar, Michael and I were together in Arizona from 2017 through 2020. Um, he was an Arizona Coyotes draft pick, and he was in Tucson all the years I was there. So. I know Michael very well, and I could not have been more pumped when I got the text message on July 1 that he was going to be coming to the Canes. I mean, he was one of the most coveted forward free agents, right? And, of course, the Canes already got the best available defenseman at that point, and Dmitry Orlov. And don't get me wrong, I think fans are going to love him too. But Michael Bunting is one of a kind, man. He's he's a very good human being. Uh, fans are going to love his persona off the ice, million-dollar smile, there are some old videos on Twitter from the Tucson Roadrunners that are still out there that people can look up. And there's one from um, our Christmas party one year where he is just an absolute riot, um, a goofball of a personality. But yet I remember asking him, it almost feels like yesterday, back during one of the training camp days in Tucson, who he models his game after. And he said, Brad Marchand. And it was one of those answers because it's like, it's eye-opening because the way people think of Brad Marchand, he's, he's a pest. He's a, a rat. And we mean that in a good way, right? Because there's almost nobody like him in the NHL. He's one of the best players in the NHL. You love to have him on your team. You hate him if you don't have him. But yeah, um, pretty much, he's going to yeah. bring some of that grit and some of that sandpaper because he's not the biggest guy, but he's going to be 
strapped out in front of the crease. He's going to go hard in the corners. He's going to play the chippy game. So um, I think we're going to see a lot of bunting jerseys in the PNC arena stands by the end of the season. And I'm super pumped for that because he also worked his tail off. He worked his tail. He was a fourth round pick um, by the Coyotes back in the day. And the Coyotes, again, even back then, were not a very good organization. And I mean that in terms of the depth of their prospect pool. Um, so nothing was given to him. It was, you know, it all had to be earned and a lot of first guy on the ice, last guy off the ice, you know, doing what he has to, he's been in scoring roles before he's been in grinding roles. So when you see somebody that committed like this to himself and his craft, um, I'm incredibly happy for Michael that he got a contract of this stature. And I hope he can continue to put up 20 plus goal seasons here in rally. Cause I think the fans are really going to love him. Yeah, right. You just said it, 20-plus goals a season. I think he drew the second-most penalties last year right behind Connor McDavid. So, yeah, like we – outside outside Steph Nacy, you don't see a lot of net front presence. Now you get Michael Bunting, whose game is net front. So, were you, did you – like, after you heard the news, did you, like, talk to him at all, or have you talked to him since then after the news went down? Yeah, like, when uh, – I specifically <laughs> waited until we jumped on the media availability – because I just wanted to see his reaction at first. Right. Right. <laughs> what was his reaction? I, I think he knew I was here, and it was one of those situations where um, after we both went separate ways from Tucson, so he was probably one of the guys who like, I would have went over to the visiting locker room to see over the past couple of years, but the first trip here, or the first year here, um, they're like the COVID protocols were so strict. I couldn't even go over to the visiting locker room. So I didn't get to see him then. And then last year, I think they came in early November and it was the second game of a back to back and they were coming straight to the rink to play. There was no morning skate. So I couldn't pop over and see him. And then end of the year, same thing was a back to back for Carolina. So I couldn't go see him. So I didn't even have the opportunity to see him the last couple of years, but um, I'm glad now. In fact, I'll probably see him tomorrow over at Invisalign. He just got to town. And so um, very pumped to, to reconnect with him. And again, I think fans will uh, will really appreciate what he's going to bring to this lineup. Yeah, I'm excited for that first mailbag with Michael Bunting. That's going to be a good one. <laughs> that is sure. going to be a good one. I promise oh. you that. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, now, I'm before – oh, sorry, Zach. No, you're good. No, you're good. I was going to say, before kind of letting you go, because I know we're nearing your, uh, I guess, deadline or timeline. Everyone's already time. up for me by this point, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, uh, We with... need you to stop that, sir. Everyone likes listening to you talk still. So <laughs> yeah. That's what Mike Maniscalco Quiet is. Quiet with that He's narrative. the professional talker. I'm the professional typer. Uh, yeah. Hey, you should, you should put that on your Twitter. Professional typer. There you go. <laughs> part of the Twitter, Twitter part of the Twitter bio. bio. I might. <laughs> X bio, whatever you want to call it. No. Um, so we we're seeing a lot more of the guys getting back into town. What's the environment kind of like for you guys within the organization, seeing everybody kind of coming back and kind of getting back to business? Yeah, well, a lot of guys are here early, right? Um, training camp, I know that the official information isn't quite out yet, but you can start to put two and two together. There aren't very many days between the end of the Southeast rookie showcase and the first preseason game. So you can kind of pencil in one of those days it'll start, but um, just about every single guy is here already. Some guys are skating only two days a week. Some guys are skating four days a week. But um, it is really cool to see how many guys are back here so early because you know that's not the case around. I mean, guys aren't required to show up. Guys don't have to be here until the day before training camp to get their medicals done and stuff. But 
almost everybody on the roster is here already. So that gives an inspiring feeling that, hey, we're going to show up early. We're going to get on the same page. And like I said, Vasily Ponomarov has been here for months. Dmitry Orlov has been here for, I believe, about a month already. So uh, credit to these guys. They want to get after it, and they certainly are. Speaking right. of guys who are getting on the ice as well, Andre Svechnikov, that's a face we're very excited to see uh, yes. starting the season. How are the guys kind of, I, I guess, how is he kind of fitting back into the system or things like that? He looks good. Honestly, you couldn't tell that he suffered a major injury just, I guess that would be what, five months ago, six months ago at this point. And I know by this point, Don has said that I think we'll see him opening night. And judging by the way he's skating over at Invisalign, I think that's probably true, um, which you can make arguments for both sides, right? If he's healthy, you want him in the lineup. But, of course, the games in April matter more than the games in October. So yeah. I think we'll see what's to come there. But he looks good. So I, I think that was a massive set. You know, you can tell the difference between a guy is out there in a yellow non-contact jersey, just kind of getting a sweat in, moving around a little bit, stick handling the puck. Andrei Sveshnikov is going, and that's a wonderful sight to see. No, for sure. Sorry, so two more questions before we let you go. So, <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so Kane's night at the at the Durham Bulls game was a few nights back. You know, Jordan Martin did the first pitch. Of course, he's got his, you know, Marty Party Lager that's coming out soon. And I know you're a big, Bull, uh, you know, Durham Bulls guy, especially with the mascot and all that stuff. So like, how was that, ex- <laughs> how, how how that experience? And then two, um, you know, 25th season just happened, you know, what was your like favorite moment or moments throughout the season? So those are the last two questions and we'll let you go, but I just want to get your thoughts on both of those things. Both good ones. I do. I I do love me some Durham bulls. I think one of my favorite things I do throughout the summer is I'm a huge MILB.TV guy. So when I'm not at the bulls, I'm almost watching the bulls. I'm supporting the local club. So um, I love them. And yeah, that was a lot of fun. And, Um, I'm actually working on a piece for the website, which will come out later this week on just the guy's experience of it, because you get to take them out of their element too, right? And it's an open invite. Anybody from the roster can go over to the Durham Bulls, take deep uh, batting practice, excuse me, go field fly balls. And um, it's funny, I was talking to Jalen Chatfield over there, and he said he's never really been a big baseball guy. But you get there, you start to talk to some of the guys who play, you know, 140 games and 160 days and um you know just getting out there fielding fly balls you know get to take some swings it was cool to get that perspective from guys and my goodness jack drury i thought he was going to earn a contract with the nashville sound by the end of it because he was talking to not only everybody on the bulls but everybody on the sounds too he's making friends he's out there throwing (laughs) ball with anybody and um it was pretty cool and admittedly that's somewhat hard to put into words um, but it, you get to see guys again, step out of their character a little bit and, um, credit to the bulls. They did a great job of taking care of us and, you know, putting us up in a really nice suite. And, um, I know it meant a lot to, I believe it was Chatfield said as well. It's good to just like have our significant others together. Um, chatty became a dad for the first time this summer. So get to bring the baby to their first baseball game. And, you know, they get to interact with Jordan Martinuk's young kids and, um, you got some Canes front office members in there too who have their young kids. And so it really is just a nice night out that credit to both organizations for putting together because when it gets going for the Canes, you don't really get to do that, right? Your life becomes granted. Yes, I know they're professional athletes, but it gets pretty routine for six, seven, eight, nine months. And so 
Um, it's a nice way to kick off the season, and I think everybody really enjoyed that. As far as the 25th season, I mean, I know we talked about the stadium series already. It's really hard to not say that. Um, I don't know if I have a, a better answer for you than that, but what I will say, I, there was one moment. Can I give you a moment that made me laugh? Yes, absolutely. Of course, yes, please. <laughs> was there anything better than when – Friday, February 3rd at 5 o'clock, we get an email, <laughs> and it says Andrei Svechnikov is participating in the fastest skate. And everybody's yeah. like, huh? Really? <laughs> fastest skater? Like, he's got one of the best shots in the league, and there's I, the league all-star game. I'd get in trouble if I shared some honest thoughts on that, but I digress. Um, <laughs> your honest thoughts, people would probably agree with them. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. not only in our company, but in – <laughs> yeah. by we'll talk with you off the record about that later yeah. <laughs> sounds like a plan but then 24 hours later the dude wins the fastest skater I still cannot get over that that was one of the best things to me because it was just like <laughs> what are we doing like I, and he can skate right nobody's ever knocking the skating yeah. ability of Andrei Svechnikov but it just felt like that was maybe the least enticing event to put him into and right. he still wins well, it that was and it awesome. was kind of, it was kind of felt like for Canes fans, it felt a little bit like sweet justice because we had been campaigning for Natchez to be in there, especially right. for fastest skater. Like we're like, that's the guy. Like yeah. that, he would crush it, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> it turns out to be Svetch, and we're like, all right, we feel like you naming him in this competition is a little bit of like pandering to us, but okay. And then he wins it, so we're all like. It's all worth it. Okay. That's fine. It's Crazy, all worth right? it. Talk about a good moment, a good memory, because it was, yeah, after the whole fiasco with Martin just not being there when he very oh, well should have been there, like, that, exactly, was, uh, yeah. that, yeah. was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, for uh, sure. Going back to the baseball game, sorry. <laughs> um, so you got to see. We're going to milk this for as long as we can get it. <laughs> no, Zach got the last two questions. Credit, I credit. want a question. Um, so you said you got to see some guys, like, kind of, you know, get a little bit more, like out of character ish for them. But you also got to see some guys in their full character. You got to see uh, Jarvis with that, uh, that mullet and mustache, just kind of honestly looking like a little bit like one of the Savannah bananas, um, just ready to play that baseball out there. How was, how was he out there? Was he just his usual, just like head first, let's go self? <laughs> yes, he is. The, the three, four months of summer changed Noel with him, except the length of his hair and his attempted facial hair. He is so... You say attempted facial hair, but that mustache is is stronger than a, what a lot of the Finns can do, so... <laughs> He, he's trying. He's trying to pull his. His strength is inner Kenny Powers, and basically, he's doing I feel, something. I, don't know I fully he's think doing. he's, he's trying to be something. like a mini Martinuk. I feel like he's trying to be a little mini Martinuk. Jarvis, let the record be known. I love your attempts. <laughs> yeah. Everyone he, loves his attempts. You know what? He, he probably hasn't shaved since the end of the season, but he's probably. Oh this is his trial run for this year's playoffs. That's probably what this is. Oh but he's a riot. Yeah, he's out there. You can tell. Uh, you can tell that he's not in line to be the next Deion Sanders or the next Bo Jackson. He's not getting an, a minor league contract anytime soon, but <laughs> God love him. He was in there doing his best, swinging the bat. 
Um, quite literally out there diving for fly balls during batting practice, like just yeah. So saw, saw the saw the videos that the Canes posted out there. He he was getting after it for sure. Well, how, did how, how, how did you do? How how did you do for? Because I think you said you were shagging fly balls. How did that go for you? I caught one. I was super pumped about that. I haven't still haven't swung a bat in like twelve years. I played baseball up until my freshman year of college, actually, and it was one of those like. I was like standing around the batting cage, like waiting for somebody to make like awkward eye contact, like, oh, you know, Walt, get in there. Oh, no, not me. Okay, all right, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, still, still waiting on my moment to shine in the batting cage. Um, no contracts maybe, coming your way, then, I guess. Or... Hey, it looks pretty good out there defensively. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, I could help somebody in the Florida Complex League. I don't hey. know. You never know next hey. spring holds. If this doesn't work out with the Canes, I could. Could maybe report to the Greensboro Grasshoppers or something. I don't know. Hey, why, why right. not? Right. <laughs> All right. Well, Walt, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I know we had you a little bit longer than you know eight o'clock, but you know we just appreciate you joining us. Before we let you go, though, if people aren't following you at this point on socials, I don't know <laughs> what they're doing, but. Well, where Love can it. people find you on your socials and to check out all your amazing content? Well, I appreciate the plug, y'all. Um, at Walt Ruff on X, that's the uh, the place to be, which still sounds weird to say, but that's, I guess, what it's <laughs> called these days. Um, and then, of course, for the website, carolinahurricaneshurricanes.com, nhl.com slash hurricanes, anything that uh, your taste desires in that URL bar. And, yeah, come join us, reach out, and um, thanks to you all for having me. This was a lot of fun. Of course, it was uh, – I know we chatted before we got rolling here, but it was a nice way to get back into the swing of things and – um, with the ice going back in at PNC, we are officially now in this thing for the next couple of months. Say, so. you're, you're about to start hitting the ground running. So best exactly. of luck to you, sir. <laughs> but I'm glad we got to do it here. So, uh, so thank yeah. you again. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, thanks it, for it, joining. Yeah. It's always a good time to have you. You know, hockey's back when we get you on the podcast <laughs> right before the season starts. <laughs> I hey, guess this I, is an unofficial kickoff each year now, huh? I'm, I'm, hey, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> I'm looking forward to if there's any more any fun season ticket member things that happen again to getting to see you in person again because I actually got to see the Walt Ruff in person before I got to see you on here so it's always a good time. I think you'll get some good news on that front soon. <laughs> All right, well, well, thank you. Have a good rest of your night, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to more content from you this season. So thanks, y'all. Appreciate Take it. Easy, Walt. See you, see you Walt. And that was Walt Ruff. Big shout out to him for coming to join us again for a third time. It's always a good time having him on. And Kat, you've officially interviewed Walt Ruff now. So welcome to the club of talking to him on the podcast. I think I got a, a hug and a picture from Walt before I actually interviewed him on here. <laughs> the Must personal be nice. for the professional, huh? Must be yeah. nice. <laughs> But it's it's crazy because the first time it was just me. Second time is me and me and Bailey. Now the third time it's all three of us. So next we, time it'll be us three and who else? No, <laughs> no, three, three. Trying to figure out three schedules is enough, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Anything, and, and one of us is in a different time zone, so I think we're good on that. <laughs> Plus, we all know Colin from Home Ice Advantage would give me more grief for the fact that I've taken I got two co-hosts instead of just one. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, hey, hey. He he stays giving people crap though. He was getting giving Mike a hard time earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it happens. It does happen. But before we go on, we gotta talk about one of our amazing sponsors. 
our OG one's going to be later because we got to save the best for last, right? But the ones we have to talk about right now is our network-wide sponsor, which we're very excited to have them on. They're amazing, and that is DraftKings. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, right? Well, good thing that good thing that's over. NFL is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with a game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use code THPN to sign up. To sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an original, an official, sorry, sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly. On behalf of Bill Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario, cdkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms and, res- and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. So big thank you to DraftKings as always, or code THPN to get some extra bets in and make some extra money. Cause why not? Hey, NHL season's coming up too. Plenty of betting opportunities there. If that's something you're interested in. Yeah. Delta for sure. do, based yeah. On geographical location. I know in <laughs> South Carolina, not so much. I know North Carolina just got that bill passed South Carolina. We still uh, technically can't do stuff yet, but right. So yeah, it's where, however it works for you guys, do it responsibly. That's all we can really ask for you. But hey, if you but if you do win some extra money from your bets, why not buy more Hurricanes merch? Because why not? Why not? It's there for the buying. Go have <laughs> fun. You think Connor McDavid's going to score another goal against another really crappy team? Probably a good bet. Probably Go do it. Probably, probably. Um, so before we get into is Holla going to lose to the Canes again in the playoffs? Oh, probably. Good bet. Take your bets on who he fights this time. Is Slavin going to shut someone down beautifully? Good bet. Go do it. <laughs> you, you can definitely. You There's can definitely, so many sure things. <laughs> you, you can definitely lock it in that, that Hollow is going to lose to the Hurricanes in the playoffs. So it's all good. It's all good. Um, so before we get into any of the news, did any of you get a chance to do any of the virtual yard sale stuff on no, the first shop? Nope. I, I actually got one. I'm saving up for things right now, so that's yeah. fair. That's, I, actually, I got I got lucky enough that, to get the, that thing back there. Took all of my money. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, because I'm looking at my used Jacob Slavin stick and my worn Jacob Slavin hat. Which big thanks to Alex for Alex and Kelly for grabbing those. But yeah, it's a nice collection. I just got to figure out where to put them in the Kane's corner of the office. But uh, but yeah, I actually did get a chance to do the virtual uh, yard sale. I got the 25th anniversary coffee mug because my old one broke. 
<clears throat> sad times. And then got a back-to-back Metro puck because why not? And then I got a I got a crew neck uh, sweater, so I'm kind of excited nice. for that. So, yeah, good deals, man. I'm telling you, like the most expensive thing was the crew neck, and it was like over half off. So why not? Not bad. Hey, when it gets a little bit cooler outside, just throw on my my Kane sweatshirt, good to go. Yeah. So there you go. Once so, Ald finally decides to hit, and the temperatures please, <laughs> please. 105 today for the heat index here in South Carolina. I am over, I am over this 100 degree weather. <laughs> over it. It's yeah. been outside of the tropical storm we had. I think we went on a, I think we went like 60 days straight of just nothing but 100 plus. The, the tropical storm brought in the like fake fall a little bit. It was <sighs> so nice. It was beautiful. Everyone was like, ooh, we're in fall time. And I was like, no, the storm did this. Don't even. Yeah. Two days later, it's like, dang it. One thing I love about Colorado. All right. All right. (laughs) The high was 79 today without humidity. It was great. Yeah, we'll talk to you in the wintertime. Oh, yeah. Yeah, have fun with that. (laughs) As Uh, long as we don't get a snowfall and negative also also i'm sorry how was that hail the other week oh god we actually haven't had hail in a bit (laughs) what i was gonna say that was like a (laughs) month ago so my my car my my car got some good love from the hail which sucks but yeah about that (laughs) (laughs) about that um so speaking of so so we had walt on and luckily he did tweet this out back on the 30th i don't think we've I think we've well, kind of talked about you it. already. <laughs> yeah, I know we kind of talked about it, but I figure since all three of us are officially back, I know since joining the network, <clears throat> cat, mm. <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Hurricanes are actually um, on national TV eleven times this year. Yeah. Um, I think there was a new. I think there was uh, news that actually just came out today too from Hurricanes PR. Uh, yes, it, yeah, from David Piper. Um, so there, there are some games that have already been rescheduled. So uh, November twenty eighth against the Flyers. That's now seven thirty instead of seven. All these times have been moved from seven to seven thirty. Um, are you talking about the times that we're on? National television? No. Well, yeah, we are going to go over through some of these, but there are some games outside of those 11 that have been changed per Kane's PR. So these are all. You're going through those. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go through all the games, but we're just doing these ones real quick. There are some time changes. Yeah, guys, mark your calendars. We're a couple months away still, but mark them. I actually have to update my calendar because I actually put all the games in the mind. So. so there you go, cat. I'm sorry. I just put Kane's game on my calendar and then I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. So no, so go ahead, I, Zach. Go ahead, Zach. Help him out. Yeah, so all these times are from set been changed from seven to seven thirty. Um November twenty-eighth at Philadelphia, uh, November thirtieth at home against the Islanders, December fourteenth at Detroit. December 15th at home against Nashville, January 25th against New Jersey, and then March 28th against Detroit. Um, those are the those are the six games that have been affected in terms of just going moving 
back a half. Honestly, if you if you tune in at seven, though, I mean, you're gonna get coverage of the game. It's just not. Good I mean, do you really want to go in an extra half hour early? Because the fact that a lot of these are on ESPN. No, but yeah, you know, <laughs> hurt. Um. So yeah. So so. So you won't look, be late. You won't miss the game if you turn no, it on too early. Right. Um, but so the we are so these are the these are the eleven that we're actually national televised for. So November 15th at home against Philadelphia, that will be on TNT. Um, and then like I said, that Tuesday against Philadelphia, it's on ESPN plus Hulu. Same thing with the Islanders. Uh December 6th at Edmonton is on TNT. December 14th against Detroit. And the national game are both on ESPN Plus. January twenty fourth against Boston, in Boston's TNT. Uh, January twenty fifth at home against New Jersey's ESPN Plus Hulu. At Columbus on the twentieth of February is also ESPN Plus Hulu. Same thing with the Islanders on March nineteenth, and then uh, Detroit on the twenty eighth is ESPN Plus. So a lot this of is, e- a lot of ESPN a, Pluses in Hulu. Such an interesting. Which hopefully Spectrum gets their stuff figured out with ESPN. But anyway, oh uh, well, 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 well. If you have ESPN Plus Hulu, you should be all right. So hopefully, well, at least. I think you log in with your cable provider. So not not ESPN Plus because no, I don't ESPN have... Plus is part of the Disney okay Hulu bundle thing. So. Yeah, perfect. So. Then TNT yeah. it's gonna be interesting. Um, yeah, some of these games are. I mean. Kind of interesting opponents for um, for a national game. Um, I'm surprised we don't have a couple more a couple more of teams that we'd have like really interesting matchups with in the Metro. But I mean, I'm not surprised that Edmonton is the is the game on national TV. I mean, I feel like every Edmonton game is almost on national television at this I'm, point. I mean, I mean, heck, we can be like the Senators and have zero. But Whatever. two Islander games, like, ugh. yeah, that's yeah, just, like, yeah, like, like we need to do, like, that's to... just boring, and it's gonna, it's gonna stay that way. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking just, of, I... sorry, let me speak it, let me speak to this because that brought up a point. <laughs> oh my gosh, we all saw. I didn't expect this to blow up the way it did when I tweeted it because sometimes I just feel like I'm tweeting to the void and nobody is like like the common people that I like talk to and interact with. I was like, okay, but it yeah, blew us. up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, other people respond to it instead of you know just you talking to yourself on the Surgecast network. Uh, anyway, but there was the graph where it was like showing the good teams and if they were fun or not. And we got put on the part of the chart that was not fun. Good. good, Yeah. Good team, but boring. Good team, but boring. What else? I don't, I don't, I don't (laughs) feel like that's the case. (laughs) No, Uh, it's because we, we push it and we're so excited about our team and other people see that it's, it's, it's jealousy. In in my head, but I, but the, see, but that's my thing. I was I was like, okay, I can understand how other teams like might you know push that. Like we're not the big goal scorers; they don't have a big tie to our team. Ever. The point that I was confused about and a little like is that I had a lot of Canes fans commenting and saying, "Yeah, they're a really boring team. The system sucks, whatever." And I'm just I don't but like why. 
But that's my point. I was like, why, if you're not a fan of how the team operates, why are you a fan of them and support them? Because I don't understand going and spending money and watching something that you're not a fan of. Like, I, just, I personally just don't understand that. And I know a lot of people, and like, they're like, oh, it's just the system. It's a fun team, but the way they play hockey is boring. We had so many overtime winners. We have fun celebrations. We have like some of those animated players and I don't understand how that's more. And then they're like, well, winning's not boring. They win too. I don't understand I mean, being a Canes back, fan and thinking the team is boring. Back to back to back division division champs, playoffs the last five years, won like. Also, you think this team is boring? Did you watch the team before 2019? Like, come uh, on. So do we really want to talk about the Dark Ages Canes? I wasn't questioning, like, I had a couple people where they were like, I'm a New Jersey fan, and I like watching the game. Like, they're interesting. I I don't understand, just because we might not have a McDavid show, go, skating through four or five people and, like, doing his normal spiel, but we have a Burns who occasionally will try the exact same thing, which is so entertaining, because when it works, you're just like, how did this man do this? Um, I... I'm not I my beef isn't with the other outside teams because we already know they don't understand how the canes operate. I was just very confused that the fan base seemed almost as not they were fans but not fans. So that was what I was very curious about. All in all though, I also believe that these games against the Islanders will be interesting to have on national television. No, 100%. Uh, it, it'll be I mean, we got 11 of them. Hopefully it's not what we usually have been getting, but I feel like a lot of people are going to be tuning tuning into the uh, Canes app and just listen to the radio side of things of Mike and um, Trip because that's what we usually do for the national TV games anyway. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, so, Big Head Hockey put this out um, that they were talking about Sebastian Ajo and, and the fact that he you know just recently turned 26 – and they posted all of Sebastian. He's got that Ajo's. dog in him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my dog decided to break into my break into the office. Yeah, she wanted to break into the office and start barking outside at something, probably a leaf, but who really knows? <laughs> um, so they're talking about Sebastian Ajo in terms of like where he is in terms of just stats wise within the franchise. He is currently right now fifth in goals. Six in assists, fifth in points, fourth in plus minus. He is sixth in even strength goals, fourth in I want to say whatever EVP is. I'm just gonna say even I'm guess even points, and then first in shorthanded goals, first in shorthanded points, first in over overtime goals, third in game winning goals, and then he's first in playoff goals, playoff points, and playoff assists. And he's only 26. I mean, like we all know about the playoff stats, but just for the fact that he's first in a lot of the shorthanded stuff, over overtime goals, third in game winners. I mean, he's already top five in goals for the franchise. In Seabass is that guy. And everyone thought he was a stretch pick in the second round. <laughs> you you got to love him, not just for his points and – 
um, the records that he's going to break, not just franchise wide, but potentially league wide as well. Um, Not, not just for the way he plays the game in that aspect, but the grit and the determined, the determination, the leadership that he holds on the ice. Um, He's a player that, a lot of his teammates love playing with because of not, not because of the goals that he's scoring, but because of the grit and how much he cares. Um, And I I feel like that's something we're really, really lucky as a team to have um, is somebody who cares that much. Like there, there there's competitiveness. Yeah, sure. Everybody, every team's got their competitive guy, the guy who they think has the most grit on their team. Um, that no questions asked is Sebastian Ajo. Um, and I think we we really scored a gem, and I don't think there's anybody on another team that I can kind of put my finger on quite like him in terms of what he brings, not just on the ice in terms of points, but on the ice in terms of anything else that may not show up on the score sheet, anything that might happen in the locker room. He's a fantastic presence to have on the team. Yeah, and the fact we got him locked up for nine more seasons too really says a lot. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully get a couple cups in the middle of that and gonna get to see at some point. So no, very, very excited. The fact that we got a, an absolute steal in the second round for a guy who everyone's like, nah, that's too early. Right. Apparently not for the hurricanes because it has worked out pretty nicely as our one C, and he's gonna be the one C for another nine years. So yeah. There you go. Um, so, so Big Head Hockey put out another roster. They put out a roster for the Hurricanes, and I wanted to just give, like, basically kind of circling back to what Kat said about, like, why people think, like, how this team is boring. This roster that Big Head Hockey talked about and what, like, happened in terms of, like, the draft and all this other stuff, Look at this roster makes you kind of like, oh my goodness, how? This is from the 2015-16 Hurricanes. Oh, God. And I want to give both of your perspectives on just the initial <laughs> thoughts of this roster and what happened afterwards. So this was your first line for the Hurricanes. It was Skinner, Rask, and DJ Zippy. <laughs> Giuseppe is your first line with with Victor Rask and Jeff Skinner. Wow. That was your first line. Those were were times. (laughs) Yeah, Nordstrom, Eric Stahl, and Nestrasil. That's your second line. (laughs) Elias Lindholm, Jordan Stahl and Christopher Stieg is your third line. <laughs> Terry McClement and Brad Malone as your fourth line. Oh, this, how far we've come. Oh, oh, <laughs> I haven't got to the defense yet. I'm afraid of the defense. I'm so there. There's two names. We're all going to love and where they're at is very interesting. First, first D pair, Ron Hainsey and Justin Falk. <laughs> That's okay. your first. John Michael Lyles and Jacob Slavin. And Slavin's on the right side. Ugh. 
<laughs> that, man, that man can do it all. <laughs> Noah Hannafin on the left, Brett Pesci on the right for your third D pair. Wow. Again, this was, this, how this far was before, we've come. This was before they got put together. Ooh. Yeah. 15, 16. Yeah. For the fact you got Hainsey and Falk as your top D pair, like. Remind dang. me who was the net again those seasons? Oh, actually, actually. I didn't mind this this tandem. Not bad, honestly. You've got Cam Ward as your as your top goalie. Yep. Eddie Lack was the backup. That's right. It was Eddie. That's not a bad tandem, honestly. No, if but the can, team if, in front of him is not doing them any favors. Well, no. As, imagine what else do you expect Wardo to do with what he's given? Ima- <laughs> imagine, imagine that. That man deserves so much more than what was in front of him. I do have to say that uh, the, the the story that Eddie told about how he met his wife, and the fact that she was a Blackhawks fan, mm-hmm. was an absolute great. Tw- that, the fact oh, that he yeah. shared that on Twitter was such a great story. It's so it, oh, I, yeah. I was I was laughing, but yeah, if you think about if you had like imagine if Wardo and Lack had like, let's say like seventy five percent of the team that's currently with us now, I think they would have a lot better stats and they actually would have gotten help. Because oh man, talk yeah, about like, Jennings winners right there. Yeah, oh, just that just that fourth line alone. Honestly, outside of the stalls and skinny and right, oh, yeah, that that four court. Oh, Lights Lindholm deserves so much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even the defense. Ooh. Slave slaver on the right side. I forgot That's, he was the right side. Yeah. I forgot he was a right. He played on the right side because John Michael Lyles. Man's a he. He like Kat said, he can do it all. Uh, he, so here's the after stats. Who oh, they ended up drafting Jake Bean and Julian Gautier in the first no, round. Beaner. Yeah. And go. to miss yeah. that kid. I I, I yeah. hate that. Yeah, Go, yeah. Him and Gautier didn't really work out for the first round for the Canes. Mm-hmm. Their leading scorer was Jeff Skinner that season. Do you want to guess how many points he had that year? Oh, I don't remember. I was just looking at it the other day. You want to ballpark a certain number? <laughs> points, you said? Points. Oh, God. I want to say it was like 25. 25 points for leading no. scorer? Points. For leading, no, I, I'm going to go points. <laughs> somewhere in the 60, 70. Not even. Okay, you want to guess? Leading scorer points? Yeah. It was, Jeff Skinner, it was Jeff Skinner, but can you guess the number? <laughs> 50s? Somewhere in the 50s? 51. <laughs> 51. Wow. How many goals? It doesn't say. It just said 50. You could probably look it up on Hockey Reference. It, they just said points, but yeah. 51. I have to go Feel grab like... something really quickly. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, I have a Jeff Skinner jersey. Of course, it's the Red Wings knockoff, and it was on sale, because why not? But yeah. 51. Because why not? Why not? Uh, yeah, 51. It's it's it, you look at it but now yeah, with but yeah but the team we have now is boring. <laughs> yeah, and Martin Nietzsche led the team in seven, with seventy one points, but sure, 
Imagine what Svechikov would have had if he didn't, you know, miss the last like what two months of the season. Oh my goodness, that's. I'm curious to what Bailey's doing. What yeah. is she grabbing? I don't know. So, if you guys were on Twitter the other day, you saw a little gem that I pulled out of my. Oh yes. <laughs> Yeah. Talking about what I was looking at the other day, I found a Jeff Skinner bobblehead that my dad gave me like years ago. And wow. Talk about this guy's in a little bit of a rough condition, I will say. So I'm not going to pull him out. <laughs> but yeah, because yeah, because when you were got me and Cat were like, yeah, this and they said this team's born with Martin each just getting 71 points. And imagine what Svetch would have had if he didn't get hurt. And here's the crazier part. The Hurricanes actually traded their captain mid-season that year. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember we, remember we traded Eric that year. Yeah. And the way they ended this tweet, Carolina really had to fight for the team they have now. Yeah. 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 Uh, That's all I have to say about that. That's, yeah, we, we have come a long way. <laughs> yeah, it's like what Matchbox 20 said. Look how far we've come because, yeah, I don't hear nothing about this team being boring. No, because <laughs> the dark not well, with those kinds of moves. <laughs> it's first, just if two... you find this team boring and you don't, if and you don't like their style of play, just you can find other teams. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't. Two, I just don't understand why you sit and watch something that you apparently don't like. It's it's a mystery to me. Oh man, just that was. I always. I'm always on the edge of my seat. I'm sorry. I I don't need a jacket when I'm in PNC because I am. Whew, I'm just <laughs> sweating, trying to figure out. I'm like, I know we can win, but also I'm on the edge of my seat. See what's going to happen. Just just sweating it out because why not? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I think that about wraps up the episode. We've been almost two hours in. Don't want to make it super long, but we, like I said, we do appreciate Walt for joining us as always. This was a lot of fun. Third time. Sounds like he wants to come on more often, too. So, I mean, I guess more episodes look forward to with the one and only Walt Ruff. But... I'll just assume that we're his favorite while he's not here to defend himself. It's cool. I'm not, we're just gonna keep trying to find ways to ask him, get him to answer questions that he has to be delicate in answering. Yeah, oh, and, 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 gosh, and try, those are and, my favorite questions. Yeah, try not to hound him for it too. But no, he he enjoys the hounding. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so before we I actually... wasn't hound, we weren't hounding. I was just trying to think of a strategic way that he could answer a question without <laughs> answering a question. The strategy of trying to get around. <laughs> <laughs> the marketing of it all yeah so before we get out of here we gotta talk about our nut the our other amazing sponsor the og the one that's been here since even before episode one and now we've made it to episode 90 with these guys episode 90 and that's with primo x hockey and bailey take it away and talk about our amazing sponsor 
I was voluntold to do this, friend. So let's get into it. I <laughs> no, mean, you shouldn't be surprised at this point. <laughs> no, hey, I, have to, I have to do DraftKings. You can do Primal X. It's okay. Yeah, it's but I have trip. to come up with this on the fly. At least you have something to go off of for DraftKings. Thank so. you, Hockey Podcast Network, for giving us batteries. Appreciate you so, guys very much. <laughs> first thing I'll talk about to hype these guys up, they are still doing their BOGO 50% off uh, lace deal. So um, if you guys don't know what they're all about, I will sit here and remind you they are our wonderful sponsors based in Raleigh. Uh, hockey gear, if you're looking for anything, whether it's on the ice or on the pavement, uh, they honestly have you covered anywhere and everywhere you would need to be, whether it's sticks, pucks, uh, balls, skates, skate covers, uh, merchandise as far as um, hoodies, T-shirts, koozies, things of that sort, laces, as we were talking about, wax, anything your heart desires in regards to hockey gear, they probably have it. Uh, go check them out at primoxhockey.com. Um, at checkout, use code SurgeCast for 50 or, Jeez, Aho discount. Jeez, I'm th- I was just looking at their BOGO thing. Use code SurgeCast at checkout for 20% off your order, the Aho discount. Um, if you guys aren't interested in shopping online and getting that fabulous discount, though, you can head to their warehouse off of Diggs Drive in Raleigh. Um, they're open Monday through Saturday, closed on Sunday. Um, I honestly, I, I've loved working with these guys. Great group of guys over uh, in Raleigh. Um, I will say they do have skate sharpening in warehouse. So if you guys are interested in that, uh, what was it? $5 skate sharpening. Um, go check them out again. Primoxhockey.com code search cast at checkout for five or cheese 20% off. I need to be done. (laughs) I need to go to bed. (laughs) Yes. Also make sure to check their socials because they did just uh, announce new hours at the store mm-hmm. too so yep yep Sun- sunday's the only day they're closed but make sure to check out their monday through friday and their saturday um times and also big shout out to matt kyle and uh, evan being the the head coach and coaches oh yeah of of i gotta make sure i say this right because i got flamed for it on twitter for saying <laughs> it wrong <laughs> appalachian <laughs> <laughs> I got her. Hopefully, I got it right. If not, I'm gonna hear about it again. Because <laughs> you, you gotta say it right, Zach. Oh, trust me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying. That's why we're, we're we're we're. I mean, to is it is it <laughs> is it really another week without Zach getting in trouble for something? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you've, you've already given me you've already given me grief once, and I know. I know fancy That's duck boys Al- are going to give yeah, it Yeah, the fancy duck boys live for it. So, yeah. Just Which how one? we how we get on those t-shirts cuz as soon as Walt gets his, I want mine. So Yes, yeah, I want I want mine too. Yeah, I actually going to be Alex. If they're not and custom, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I actually going to be Alex and Kaylee uh when I was in Cary last week for um for the Courage game. Yeah. Yeah, so it was Great nice peeps over there. Yeah, it was nice talking to them and you know checking out their amazing their their collection for for their cane stuff. So much better in person. It is oh, I bet. so nice. I'm I'm quite jealous. And I know Alex I is hope you working. caught them between all their house renovations too. They're going right before, it. right before. So yeah. actually, I, I got I got to see them before. So yeah. big shout out to Alex for doing that because nope, I'm good. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's a better man than I am. Oh yeah. All right, all right. So before. 
we talk about where you can find us and our podcast and all that, please make sure to check out the network. That's HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can check out where to listen to us, you know, also KNX Sessions, KNX Report, or any other team around the league because we got podcasts for every team. We even got podcasts for college hockey and everything else in between. Even Terry Ryan from Shores, he's got a podcast with the network. So make sure he actually just had Michaels from the guy who played the goalie on the show oh, on, on his yeah. Re- yeah. So make sure to check that out too, because Shorzy comes out later this year. So we're really excited for season two, but yeah, we got just net, we got podcasts for everything. I think we just got two more senators podcasts on. So still growing. Yeah. So make sure to please make sure to go check out the hockey podcast network.com. Find all the podcast blogs, stores, all the good stuff. And make sure you use code THPN for DraftKings because you know, Help support us, help support the networks, and help support everyone, because why not? So, But make sure to check them out. They're really amazing. So, Kat, where can people find you on the socials? Uh, TikTok, KVT, Hunter 74 um, and on Twitter, X, whatever you call it nowadays, Kaniac Chip. Bailey, Short where can people... Simple. Yeah. Bailey, where can people find you in the podcast? I'm going to try to speed run this like we did the last time I was on because I, I need to continue doing that. That was impressive. Uh, you can find me over on X Twitter at uh, Bailey Curtis, and that's Bailey with two Y's. Uh, find me over on Instagram at Bailey Lynn Curtis. Uh, if you're interested in my feeds outside of Hurricanes Hockey, you can follow me over on X at FPH Eagles to follow some of my Colorado Eagles coverage. Um to check out the podcast. Um, if you're watching this, uh, hi, hello, how you doing? Um, I run things over on the YouTube side. Uh, so if you're uh, getting to the end of this episode, thanks for watching. Be sure to leave a comment down below. Let us know um, what you kind of enjoyed hearing from Walt, what you maybe want to hear from him next time we get him on later this season. Um, be sure to hit that big red subscribe button, subscribe to the channel, um, and hit that like button. Be sure to hit that bell icon so you never miss an episode. Uh, to check out uh, us everywhere else on X and Instagram is just the Surgecast. You can find a link tree in our bios to find all of our good information there. Zach. Yeah. Yep. So you can find me on X at uh, once you're Zach. That's only you're Zach. It's actually spelled out. It's not spelled the number out. one. It's so spelled <laughs> out. Um, Instagram, Zach R. Martin 22. A lot more of the hobbies stuff on there, D&D, music, all that good stuff. Make sure to go check that out. Uh, for writing, uh, I'm also with Field Pass Hockey, covering the Gerbil Swamp Rabbits. That's FPH Swamp Rabbits. And very soon, our first episode of the Coast Cast that I do with Matt Harding, who covers the Wichita Thunder, uh, it's going to be our league-wide podcast for the ECHL. So that's going to be coming out very, very soon. I know we're recording tomorrow night. So when you do listen to this, it'll be later today on Thursday. Um, so, yeah, we're very excited for that. So if you want to keep up with Double A Hockey, especially with Norfolk, make sure to go check out that podcast as well. But until next week, for Episode 12 of Season 3, which we hopefully got another very exciting guest joining us, for next week, but not going to tell you who yet until we actually officially announce it. Oh, so, ooh, <laughs> intrigue, little tease. I see. I learned. I got. Hey, Walt Ruff dropped some great knowledge. You got to run with it. So, <laughs> but in, but until then, I'm Zach. I'm Bailey. I'm Kat. And we'll see you here next time at the Searchcast. Later, skaters. Love you, go.